This is the Greenhouse Podcast. We share thoughts and practical tips on career and life so you can grow. I'm your host, Steve Perkins, and on today's podcast, we're talking about... You ready for it? We're actually talking about networking with your personality. And this is part two. Yeah, this is part two. So actually, it's best if you haven't listened to episode 106. That's where I really kind of talked about what holds you back from networking. Yeah, so I'm going to jump right in and say that we we do need to know ourselves because I think that we get overwhelmed by many reasons when it comes to networking, but the approach has to be a little bit centered around what is your personality type? Like, I can't be like you, you can't be like me, right? And so I was preparing for this in the office the other day and I was just sharing with Jacqueline who also is with Greenhouse and you've heard of her before in our podcast and she just kind of broke out into this story and so I was like, come on. Share this story on the podcast because this is exactly what people experience and feel. Yeah, yeah. So I was telling Sunday this story. Um, It was literally like a month after I started with Greenhouse. Um, I had left my role in a more corporate setting where it felt like networking was like kind of a regular thing, but I never did it. Like in my (laughs) role, I was never required to do it. And I was joking with Sunday, like I'm a people person. Like I like people. I like being in social settings, but networking is just, it, I am so afraid of it. I never know what to do. And so I was telling her this story I started with Greenhouse and there was this group in town that was doing like a networking for young professionals under 35. And Steve was like, oh, you should totally go to that. But I didn't know why I needed to go. Like, what was the purpose? Like, what was I supposed to do when I got there? So I get there. I'm feeling it for you already. (laughs) Like, I get there and I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I like walk in and I'm like, I don't even, like, what am I supposed to do? Where do I start? Like, I don't even know anybody. Like, I totally went by myself. It was at this trendy little place. Um, We're based in Richmond, Virginia. It was at this cute little restaurant. And I'm like... I literally don't know what to do. Like, who am I supposed you to could talk just, to? Already I'm seeing this from a better angle, right? Because I, to me, yeah. that sounds fun. No, it's no. not fun for me. No. You weren't, if you I don't weren't know having the purpose, fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, I mean, there was an incredible spread of food great like bar and drinks and so I was like okay okay food. okay like I can do this I can eat you know like how many people I, did you meet <laughs> uh, I had some great, great food apps <laughs> appetizers. I mean, I was like, do I turn around and walk out now? Like right. I just literally don't know what to do. And I was like going through the buffet line and, um, this couple was standing next to me and they said something and I kind of turned and laughed. And then I was like, I can talk I'm to in. these people. I'm, in. <laughs> I'm networking. I'm doing it. <laughs> and right. we ended up talking for like, like, you know, 15 minutes or so. <laughs> And, you know, our conversation like kind of comes to a close and then they, you know, walk away and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I yeah. She left. Oh, you left right now? Oh, man. I didn't know this story. Okay, this is good. Like, literally, I just didn't. I, I was like, I literally hate this. I don't know who else to talk to. Right. And like, I was. All right, we're rebranding the podcast, <laughs> True Confessions, where we all just come clean about... <laughs> and 
I just remember I was like, I have to go back to work tomorrow and like <laughs> tell, tell Steve, Steve that I came back with something. Cool. But I just literally, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. It was like everything I've ever known about myself yeah. went out of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to talk. Right. I don't know. I definitely like since then I've learned a lot more thanks yeah. to Sunday and Steve, like how to talk about myself, you know, how to be more conversational, but I'm just not a person that's going to show up and be like, Hey, like, how can I get to know you? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> nope. That, right. Nope. I want to have like, a I mean, reason. you painted the picture so well though. I, it's almost like I can see you standing in a room and the light is shining right on you. <laughs> that's yeah. what it felt and that's like. how you felt. And it was like, where do I, the approach is actually a yeah. big part of the nerves right there. It's like, so you actually did the right thing in my opinion by going to get food. Cause notice the food did yes. create some sort of a small talk thing there, it but let's, and I had something to do with my hands right? right I was like if I'm holding something I won't look like such a spaz yeah because right. when I get like keyed up and y'all know this about me I really start to use my hands my huh. you know my facial expressions sure. change and I was like let's just don't be weird right just whatever you do <laughs> don't be weird right but everyone there I remember feeling so self-conscious because I was like you know I'm a very observational person I'm I am the person in a group setting I normally stand closer to the wall and like to just <laughs> observe a room not in like great. not in like a weird no, way but just in like a I am just not at the center of the room I'm not that right. person but that's actually a really good approach sometimes too yeah. though if you do show up in an to event to get the vibe just kind of grab your food and stand there for a little bit and you'll start to read the room and see where's yes. energy lie yeah are people talking in groups of twos or threes like sometimes yeah, yeah. It's and good. I would say sometimes the people toward the outside are the more authentic, interesting ones to talk to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the ones in the center are wheeling and dealing and mm-hmm. they're not well, even trying to make mm. a real connection. And that's how I felt. I was like, what are all these people? I mean, they were like people in groups. Like, it's like, ah, it's like, like know, the like, perception. And I'm like, what, what are they what doing are they that I'm not? Like, you know, like, what? You I just walk over to one of the groups right. and start... Like laughing yeah. along with them. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. Well, that's what, what I asked Sunday. So Sunday, talk to this a little bit. Because that was one of my questions to you. I'm like, okay, so you see a group. You're like, all right. They like, they, they look, you know, they look like they'll be nice. You know, whatever. Yeah. What do you, like, I don't know what to do when I walk up. Right. Like, I would be that person that <laughs> stand there. Like, stand I there. And I know yeah. how awkward that sounds. Like, I yeah. don't want to do that. But I literally don't know what to say. So, Sunday, so actually, I like, with that. I will. So let me actually back up a minute. When I was listening to the story, I felt like the first place of like angst that I felt was you didn't know why you were there. Yeah, right. What's my purpose? Yes. What am I trying to get out of this experience? And right. I think for context, Steve and I, at the time, I was considering coaching. And so he was like, you know, this would be a great opportunity to connect with people, you know, to share more about Greenhouse or to connect about like one-on-one coaching. But I think still in my mind, I was like, but... What? But like, what am I? Right. What am I saying? I didn't right. know that. Right. Piece and of really, it. all and, and help help correct me if mm-hmm. if my mindset isn't right. It feels like the safest place for you would have gone in that context would have been just go in there and be curious about individuals and what they do and where they work. Like, just who mm-hmm. are they and what do they do in life here in Richmond? Mm-hmm. That would have been like my only. I would have just been like, mm-hmm. let me just learn about people. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. age, because it was a specific, wasn't it? An yeah, age? all under 35. So people yeah. like my age, yeah. Yeah, but then also having mm-hmm. something clear to say about who you were. And then yeah. let it have natural curiosity about what it is that you did. Yeah. But So I feel like just mm-hmm. a little bit more prep, probably, would you agree? Prep would have helped. Yes, I was thinking that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you more thought- preparation. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. No, this is so fun to hear back on a situation when you had a, yeah, when you were a different person in mm-hmm. the setting, mm-hmm. seeing it differently. Yeah. And that makes so much sense how you felt so nervous and out of whack. Like, what, what am I even trying to accomplish right. here? Right. Because even as someone who enjoys those settings and is primarily extroverted, and I like connecting with new people. I actually really enjoy getting to know the story of somebody I haven't met before. Mm, me too. That's the part about networking mm-hmm. I like. Mm. But then after that, I also get really scared. Okay, now what are we supposed to do? With the, when it's a, when it's when a setting a, uh, that's supposed to be about something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, wait. So paint that again. So you're saying I naturally like to hear about people's lives, but if there's a specific purpose? Well, yeah. Like right now we're talking about networking, mm-hmm. um, uh, what do you call it, events. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be, you know, everyone's kind of there to create business or to get a job or to, <laughs> and so that part of it feels uncomfortable to right. me. Uh, so the, the beginning of just kind of getting to know about them and where they're from and what they mm-hmm. do and what got them into what they're doing, mm-hmm. that's really fun to me. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I have an equal, probably a similar, but different nerve about, okay, now where do we go from here? Right. <laughs> so it, we're supposed back, to, so it's right. So it's kind of like back to the purpose thing. Like what was, what were you actually trying to get out of that conversation? But I also think free yourself from that too. Like honestly, some networking events are supposed to just be about who are you as a person and who am I as a person? And I'm so curious how this translates to the world of zoom. Oh, I'm trying to picture certain oh. large group meetings we've been a part of with oh maybe goodness. new clients. So we don't know everyone. They don't know us. Mm-hmm. And how that dynamic plays yeah. out. Do you notice that's this That's so at funny all? because I was just talking to another company that was saying, I was asking about how they transitioned after when the pandemic first started. And they were like, well, one person told me, well, they, they were doing these virtual happy hours for a while there uh, to a, try to. It was it's awful. a train wreck idea. It was awful. <laughs> Can't you just see it? Yeah. Like, oh, so what do we yeah. also make our own individual cocktail? And then, and then who's talking when? And then you know that the extrovert's going to take over. Yeah. yeah. Which introvert's probably happy. So, Let's just jump into that. Mm. Tip number one first is just to know yourself. So just like in episode 106, I talked about knowing what you're afraid of. This one, I would say know what you what your personality is like. So now you've experienced that, Jacqueline. So mm. now you know, okay, what do I need to do to better prepare mm. for that too? And what mm. does my personality need? So I have a few tips there that I thought we would just kind of... Yeah kind of cover around that. But how do you think you can, if you're a person who doesn't really know themselves, I'm asking both of you, like what are some things that people can do to better know themselves? Well, what's fascinating to me is we just had a lot of fun recounting that story. Maybe <laughs> not Jacqueline. She's <laughs> a, a little, little <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But it is kind of fun to think back. And sometimes I think that can be a good way to know yourself is look back at actual mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. Cause for some reason, this world of one day I was at Barnes and Noble and I walked down the book aisle to the kind of like personal growth, mm-hmm. professional development a section. Cause yeah. I was just curious, like what are the titles these days? Like what are, <laughs> and it feels like so much of it is around. I, I really don't know why so much of it is about trying to kind of future cast yourself mm-hmm. and hypothesize like, what will I be like in that <laughs> setting? That's so hard. It is. Sometimes yeah. you just have to just walk look in. back at look like back. an actual situation yeah. and say what right. happened. How yeah. what, what did I act like? How did it affect mm-hmm. me? So I think what we just did is probably one way. Mm-hmm. Do you have any yeah, ideas? I was just gonna say, um, even just as we were laughing and kind of recounting that story, 
in that same vein, Steve, I realize how much I've grown since then. Like, I would still say I'm very uncomfortable networking, even right now. Like, we were laughing. We work in a co-working space, and there was a happy hour this past week, and I was like, yeah, I would Not never going. go to that. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. I'll be going home instead. I think that's actually really great to know about yourself, too, though. I was listening yep. to another podcast where a woman was talking about vulnerability, and mm. the topic of networking came off, and she was like, this one gentleman at this huge conference said that there was this happy hour time before dinner, mm. and he was really struck with anxiety over it and she mm. said don't go mm. it was like sometimes those of it, it's mm. not gonna have any big he's more of a when I sit down to dinner the person who's to my right or to yes. my left yes. I'm gonna have a connected conversation and with. I would say I'm the same way yeah if, I knew, if we were having a dinner with like six people <laughs> boom that's yes. like my sweet spot but a big room a big room mm. well first of all kudos to you for showing up <laughs> because <laughs> my tip number one is don't go alone it actually, if you can yes. go with another person, you always are going to have someone to talk to. The problem is that I've coached a lot of people who two friends go and the two friends just talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like break out of that. Yeah. But you do. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. And I think you're hitting on a, a good tip that might not work for everyone, but it's when you, when you go, you can look to the person to your right or left and start a conversation just with them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times we feel like, well, I just have to kind of, uh, join in the big group discussion. Right. And I right. have to kind of assimilate into this big amorphous mm-hmm. thing where like the loudest person is guiding this whole conversation mm-hmm. with 12 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And even if that's what's going on in the room, just start a conversation with one person next to you. Yes. Or Jacqueline, in your situation, I would, and I actually do this now, I will kind of look around the room and see who's maybe the introverted person who had to go to the event and doesn't want to be there because they're the way more fun person to talk to. Mm -hmm. The people that are loud and in the middle, they are trying to sell something usually, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether it's themselves or something else, that's why they're there because they love these kind of environments. And I find it's actually a, a much more genuine, interesting conversation with someone who probably doesn't want to be there. It's so great of you because I will tell you, there are many introverts that I talk to that are like, I love when I'm rescued by an extrovert. Like, like they're like, thank yeah. you for noticing me over yeah. here on the side. <laughs> and then they bring them in too. So actually, just, just let's highlight again what an introvert and extrovert experience that are different. Mm. Well, and is that even okay? Sometimes that those terms get overused. And I think this yes. is one of those situations where it's not black and white introvert or extrovert it's not because i'm gonna actually take a dive there because it's not about shy and not shy yeah that's what's really clear that's what i was just initiative is extroverts Mm. tend to lean more into taking initiative Mm. whereas introverts tend to find that the life is sucked out of them by taking the initiative Mm. so that's actually the only thing i wanted to highlight about that is whether you're an introvert or an extrovert i find that i'm not i'm not de-energized by taking the initiative so that's really the key thing. So know yourself. So my other, another way to approach it is I was, um, I, I think that sometimes it's good to go with an extroverted friend, an introvert, an extrovert, and, and not to overuse that word, but mm-hmm. a lot of introverts have said, I like going, like I have a really good friend named Jen who loves to go to any Christmas parties with me because she's like, mm-hmm. you're just always going to make it comfortable mm-hmm. because I'm not going to, but Notice that the key is for this person to get to know people too. And I feel like you have to go with a self-aware extrovert. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Like someone who's not going to be like, oh, this is easy. And you're like over here going, hello. Yeah. yeah. Totally, right. Totally. I'm all about including the person, but they're feeling safer because they're with more of a, an extrovert. Because it's really just about the first approach. That's what they're struggling with at first. Right. So I, I'm primarily extrovert, but I really do not like networking events. Um, I tend to try and do one-on-one. 
Yeah. Because I'm an extrovert who doesn't like shallow kind of surfacey conversation. Yeah. So I really enjoy one on one, and I pretty much only do that now. It's it's like if we're talking one on one, we can have a real conversation, Mm -hmm. and I don't lose my voice in the process Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. eat a bunch of unhealthy food. I didn't, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. So I think there are different. Yeah, I'm going to call them out. So there is, I think that the whole point is there's not just one way to network. So get in their comfort zone. And you know, you and I are a lot alike like this. I can tell a great story and bring energy to a room, but the truth is I really love authentic authentic conversations. Mm -hmm. I don't actually like, I like what's going on. Let's get right to it. So, hey, I just want to call out there too that I am going to highlight what you do when you're trapped in a conversation because you and I talked. So Mm -hmm. just in case you're like, please cover that one. This should have been the title. I'm hooked. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's a really popular one that people have asked me about. They make the initiative and then they're like, that they talk to one person for 30 minutes yeah, and, and it may or may not even be good. Does that make sense? <laughs> Just, this is such great timing. I observed this happening as an outsider the other day. You did. Yeah. In, in a room that multiple people, one person got trapped by another person in conversation and I could overhear. So I saw what was happening because mm. the one person just kept going on and on and on. And, and it, this was during work hours in a workplace. So, um, I somehow noticed that, the trapped person texted someone else they knew across the room. That person came over really urgent looking and said, I need your help with blah, blah, blah over here. And they both walked away together. And I just kind of did like a silent applause to them. I was like, great job. That was was smooth. I know. Do you agree that having our phones in our lives nowadays is also great too? Because at any moment you could say. That was a good tool. I mean, that was like SEAL Team 6 style. (laughs) In and out of the mission and she was extracted safely. Right. Right. I want to be very clear. I'll just go there since we're talking about it. I want to be very clear that I'm not saying like, oh, this conversation is boring. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about there is a a rhythm to a conversation. Mm -hmm. And when the rhythm is done... It's okay. You're there to maybe meet other people right now. Let me tell you also, if you're finding that you have a deep connection, don't worry about the other people, right? Mm. Stay. Do you agree? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, this is this one conversation is all I needed today. It was life giving, but I'm talking about the people who feel like a needy person maybe in some ways has found them and it's become a little bit uncomfortable or it's become a little bit long, but because they're kind on the other side too, they don't know how to leave. So Jacqueline and I were talking about it and I was like, it's simply just say, you know, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. Have a great evening. And she was like, what a concept to just say, like, yes. you don't actually have to even have a go-to like strategy guy that I text. She comes and saves me. But I will tell you that getting a drink, using the restroom, um, you know what I mean? Saying, how do you approach this? So I get hijacked all the time. I'm too okay. nice. I listen to people. I'm, I am actually curious about like everyone. So it's yeah. happened. This is a running inside joke in my family. Cause I get hijacked kind of to the max, like sometimes right. end up in a friendship with this person who is just <laughs> sucking the life out of me. And I find it's often, the, it's the type of people who, they're not picking up on cues and stuff, right. yes, but they yes. actually keep run-on sentences. There is no break, for, is no break. for you to say, right. 
Uh, actually, this was a great conversation. Yeah. So how do you approach that? Uh, with that one, it's a little bit about moving your body first. So you got to give them a signal physically before you give them something verbal. Mm. So sometimes just taking a small step to the left or to the right or picking up your drink, you get it, or looking like you're putting your purse on, you get it, something like that. You grab something, you're, you're, you're at a table, and you literally just kind of give them that cue first. And sometimes they'll pick up on that one. And other than that, I'm just looking for the break. And I just say, interesting, you know, and I end it and just say, well, you know, I just wanted to say what a pleasure it was, you know, to meet That's you. That's good. You just put your physical cue first and then a verbal yeah. cue. <laughs> I'm thinking of a particular situation where um, the, the physical cues weren't even coming across. And I eventually just had to kind of walk away in the middle of them talking. <laughs> and, and for me, I'm sure a lot of people feel this. For me, what was painful is I don't want to be rude to them. No, sure. I don't either. Sure. But... To what you're saying, if mm. you, if they are so clueless of all of your cues yeah. that they're not even taking a break in their sentence, yeah, then they're also not going to feel hurt by me walking away. Mm-mm. Like they probably won't even realize that's. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is actually very legitimate conversation. It is. I, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little tension. Like, am I making fun of people who don't no, read I, social cues? No, this right. is a problem. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. people are actually getting less and less. Um, skilled at conversation and I'm noticing this problem is creeping up more so it is good to be able to handle it you don't just want to get hijacked all the time so think so I guess Mm. my my tip there is to just be clear that it's okay to have an end Mm. that don't feel like you just have to keep to just say I literally just say to people that it was just such a pleasure to meet you yeah and I move on Off the record, I'm trying so hard not to call out your Adam example because we have it too where you've you've said a few times about him that he's so confused how you start a conversation with a stranger because he would just breeze by or like just leave, you know? (laughs) That's kind of saved me sometimes that Ash is like that too, so... She's just like, I'm, I'm done. Why are we talking to this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of is the opposite way. Like the extrovert gets saved by right. the introvert. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the different scenarios just to back up. Large group, one-on-one, you already said that you really enjoy the one-on-one. And then smaller groups, Jacqueline, you mentioned mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. So I think just tip number one is do what you're actually comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So don't assume that all settings are perfect for you there. And we already talked about maybe pairing up with someone who's a little bit better at the, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, reaching out thing there as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know what I wanted. You and I were talking about the how do you go up and talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, the best setting that I've noticed in these large gathering ones are small tables. Small tables where people can stand with their appetizer and drink. Because I don't know Mm -hmm. about you, but sometimes you're like... Like I would like to take a, I need a, to like take I need a bite, to, but I yeah. have a drink and a, so mm-hmm. I need best, to like lean on something. Yeah. You know, sometimes right. it helps to just like be able to move a little bit. And if it's a standing yeah. table, it's easier to get out. I totally was going to say that. When it's a sit down, yes. I have a friend who has to go to a lot of fundraising events for his mm-hmm. job, and mm-hmm. and we've talked about this. Like if it's a sit down table, then you're, you're trapped because really as soon trapped. as you stand up and leave, that's it's, clear that you're kind of like, eh, I'm uninterested. And most networking events I've been. To to have stand-up tables before the dinner. So I just wanted to call out, if you are nervous in a room, there'll be people mingling all over the place, go right to a stand-up table. And if there are a group of people talking at that stand-up table, that is actually a comfortable setting to just come in. You don't have to be like hugely bold, but you just come in because the reason you're approaching the table is you need a place to put your drink and to put your, what you're eating. Does that make sense? What you're yeah, talking? totally. Um, I was talking to Jacqueline and I was, I'm on a board 
Aren't you already bored that I just told you how to <laughs> What do boards do anyway? Uh, I don't know. We talk I think it's a whole it's, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Oh, you're on a board. I'm on a board. Uh, well, we what, do. What's your board do? Very important mm, things. I know, it's private. <laughs> I am actually on a board that does something very specific at the University of Richmond, which was we just plan something called Q-Camp for sophomores in the School of Business. And we plan this whole weekend around personality types. Actually, they do a whole hospitality thing where they talk about what to do at dinner. Small t- I mean, it is just all about those skills you need sometimes in business. One of the topics, I was listening to one of the speakers, and one of the speakers actually really highlighted because they were about to go to a networking event. Now, their networking event was really easy because they made all of us who volunteered wear name tags with where we worked. So all you had to do was just be like, hey, what's Greenhouse? Like, we taught them, just be curious about the place they work. But one of the things that was highlighted was, what do you do if a group of two are talking? So two people talking, she was, the speaker was saying, don't come in and be the third. Now, why do you think so? What could be happening amongst two people? They could be having like a real in-depth conversation, one-on-one conversation. Have you ever had it before where you're having a deep conversation with someone one-on-one and a third person starts to wander over and you're like... Or they're just (laughs) hovering there. They never quite said anything (laughs) and they're just standing there now, which someone like me feels now we have to... We really have to loop them in somehow, and this is awkward. (laughs) Yeah, like that, again, like happens all the time in personal life. I was at a birthday party for a friend, and I was really catching up with her sister. Like, I really was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And yeah, floater next to us. And I'm like, I don't know how to involve you because I'm literally just trying to catch up with her. Hey, floater. No, you should have done. You should have asked for the floater's phone number. Hey, what's your number? And then just start... Look down at your phone and just start texting that person. Hey, floater. Steve, how about where you? are you going? <laughs> hey, floater. you sil- calling a person a floater right now. I know. Everyone I know. I'm so you're sorry. You're both just silently staring at the right. floater until they le- read their text. And, and this person buzz? really isn't, they're not picking, they're missing the two people connection thing happening. So a deep connection. Yeah. So rule of thumb, don't approach people in groups of two. Rule of thumb, definitely approach people in groups of three or more. Because mm-hmm. you can slide over, and it's, it usually tends to be just a little more casual. It's already a group context. So I feel like just that small yeah. tip right there is something to be aware of. Okay, so what what do you do? And So that was one of my questions for you. Even when you are walking up to a group, because I, when we were talking about this, I was like, okay, I totally understand. Like, two people are talking, especially in a networking setting. That feels different. But what do you say to the group as the you're, group like, three? sliding in? Okay, so you kind of, or four, you know, whatever. Right. The small so first group of is. all, wait for a cue because sometimes oh, uh, there's someone like Steve and I's personality who's just like, "Hi, what's your name?" Mm. <sighs> right, and I will say that often happens. And if when, you're an extrovert out there, please, please do that for the quiet person <laughs> right. who's like yes. trying to get into the conversation. I, I am very aware of people who are trying to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, and what also I've noticed is sometimes a new person will come in and another person will, that's a great transition too. Like if you're done with that circle, so one person might start to trail off. So if they don't say anything, you just kind of stand there and just kind of listen for just a little bit. And then mm-hmm. you just ask a relevant question around what you're hearing. That's interesting. By the way, yeah. I'm Jacqueline. I heard you talking about, you just mm. really quickly just say your name uh, and then just yeah. and go in with what they're saying. Or if they, if you walk up and then they look at you, I love your face. You're like, whoa, <laughs> that feels like... <laughs> or if they look at you, oh, that's your cue too. Just, hi, my name's Jacqueline. I'm with Greenhouse. Boom. They can go back to what they were talking, but you just introduced yourself. 
I'm so easy. <laughs> okay, can I, just, I don't know why it feels so hard. I know it is. I'm like, oh, I'm Jacqueline. I'm <laughs> <work at Christmas. laughs> right. I can actually. Can I it. slide in here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can permission I give permission to slide? Right. Permission to slide in. Make All right. A comment. I'm gonna slide in. You slide out. <laughs> All right. This is a group of more than two. Correct. Okay. <laughs> just, just verifying. This is where I can jump in. Okay. I'm Steve. Can I give my number one tip yeah, for this? Because it's kind of related. I think this is something I adopted a while back and really helped because I'm on Strengths Finder. I'm the maximizer. So I come to a networking event and feel a literal attention like I need to meet every single person here or I'll miss an opportunity yeah. for a great connection. Mm-hmm. Weird, I know, but <laughs> there. This is a this is one of the personality types. and And so I actually feel like wow, I got a lot of work to do. I somehow have to talk to everyone, so I'll rush through conversations. Mm-hmm. I'll walk away from the event with no good connection mm-hmm. with anyone. And the tip is you only have to have one conversation. Mm-hmm. And this was game changer for me because as I started doing it, I had one, I would walk away from a three-hour event, only had one conversation and feel like a total failure. Mm. And yet it was a really meaningful conversation. Now, maybe like a new friend, somebody who's actually, uh, there was an actual connection. And so to some people that might seem crazy, but to me that was, whoa, this is so much better. So much. And it, and it was actually something that mm-hmm. I enjoyed now. Mm-hmm. And so to some people that sounds like crazy that they view that as their problem. I can only have one conversation. One good conversation is better than a whole bunch of small. Yeah. But especially with entrepreneurs, when I share this tip, it's like the (gasps) eyes get huge. You mean I can just have one conversation? Permission to have one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Permission to no show. Permission to have one. Permission to be the person who just stands at the table and waits for people to come to them. And even more than permission, the goal is just to meet one person. That's so hard for some people. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. Only meet one person and talk with them the entire time. Mm-hmm. What? Like, I need to float around and say thing, little quippy things to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's actually what people dislike about networking. Yeah. Well, and I'm so I'm silently laughing over here because I remember you gave me that. Bit <laughs> I of gave advice. you that tip. You did, oh, and right. I took it seriously. I only talked. That's one great. Person. But like for uh, for the audio, like I am. A classic like Enneagram one perfectionist and so in my mind I'm like okay like I hear you I hear the permission but like what's underneath that like really like the goal is for me to get to know some other people and I took your your <laughs> advice so literally I literally only talked to one person and I was like all right, all right I'm in done. and out Bit we're done <laughs> oh it's so good so it's so good to recognize this stuff because this has always been my beef with yeah, books absolutely. especially books because books on a topic like this yeah they approach it from the author's point of view right. and their personality yeah. which is not applicable no. applicable to everyone that mm-hmm. one formula doesn't work for everybody mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. obviously as we're pointing out right now yeah but the good thing about the world we live in right now is that people really are having much more one-on-one connections with networking and i think a lot more people i talk to mm-hmm. are actually more comfortable in that setting so interesting yeah why I, do you think that is i think because it's just like what you said it's only about what you say and what i said mm-hmm. it's you have to you eliminate all the other nerves where do i put my drink where do i put my food how do, how do i break in oh my gosh there's a huge room of people it's like you need as a long, long as- cigarette a virginia slim <laughs> and you need to just hold it 
I remember this conversation with my Just grandma. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. She said, I never smoked a day in my life, but I held cigarettes at parties for years and years. Because oh, it was kind of, I mean, that was kind of the norm sure, of the day. Sure. Yeah. And, she, uh, and she said, yeah, you just kind of had to do that to fit in. I was mm-hmm. like, you held the cigarette? You never... It's <laughs> <laughs> expensive. That's an expensive, yeah, that's an expensive networking point. tool. <laughs> I think that people hold a drink, whether it's alcohol or just water. I think holding something in your hand also, don't you? Gives you something to do there. Yeah, so, totally. Anyway, enough about this. I just think it's good to have a freefold conversation about th- that we, we all need to approach it differently. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Learn from your past experiences. I guess the last tip I would throw out there is it's good to like know stuff around the context of the people that you are talking to. So like, um, I, I, when I was working with mostly doctors, that was the group I was networking with. I love pop culture. You know, this, they're not talking pop culture <laughs> at the table. Yeah, it was not my right. audience. Yeah. Did you right? ever try to like drop a, <laughs> no. a recent, <laughs> And so I always would find out what the top headlines were. So there's a great resource that you and I have talked about. Yeah, the skim. The skim. Mm -hmm. And it just will give you something international, something local. It'll just give you some, I think it's good to at least know, because then it doesn't mean that you have to walk into a conversation and say, I know something. (laughs) (laughs) It just means that if the conversation comes up, you know what they're talking about. Listen to what I know. This great, cool, relevant fact. Everyone would look at you like, what are you doing? What was that board game? Oh, Trivia Pursuit. You're like whipping out like all kinds of I, I have a fact. Oh, here's another oh, one. Yeah. So do you think, do you agree that sometimes just being a little in the know? Totally. Just takes Like slower. don't be asleep on main things. Yeah, main that things. That are happening. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think the... The last thing to the, what we started with is just know what the purpose was. What's mm. the purpose? And get a hold of that and then settle into who you are. So, Sunday, will you name that again? Like, what are the key takeaways from this? The first key takeaway is what's the purpose to this? Yeah. yeah. The second key takeaway is reflect back mm. and, and know notice. Know, yeah. Yeah, know what's happened in the past and know yourself now. And then I think the third takeaway is Pick a strategy mm. and get good at that strategy mm-hmm. and be okay if the other ones aren't for you. And like have permission to do what's right for you. <laughs> and so my learning from that right. is, okay, I really like one-on-one conversations, right. but small groups are great. But if I am invited to a large group thing, it's okay for me to hang out on the sides mm-hmm. or to go up to a small group. And mm-hmm. now I have some tactics right. for how to do that. Yeah. Got it. Was this helpful? Yeah, so helpful. Good. Oh, what? Don't, Don't forget. forget the long cigarettes. The long, <laughs> long cigarettes. Do you want more great content like this, but 24-7? Check out our membership, The Greenhouse Method. It's an online course with built-in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's dot C-O, or the link in the show notes to learn more.